0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Hunt Lifty podcast brought to you by Hunt Lifty Official. I'm Carter back with my favorite co host, Perry. Yeah. What's going on, man?
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you just remember that, Luke. That just, <laughs> that just means we're, I'm going have to have to do more podcasts now, but I'm good with it, man. Doing yeah, great.
0: Kick him off all of them, man.
1: Hey, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> nah. Yeah, we'll, go ahead, man. Yeah, stoked to be here, man. Happy to have. Uh, have part two of this conversation with our uh, with our guest tonight.
0: Hell yeah, our esteemed guest, the one and only Josh Walker, coming back for episode two. What's going on, Josh?
2: Second take at it, man. I'm fired up. I'm about, I don't know, probably slightly over halfway down with hunting season. Uh, kind of gets shitty when you get into November, and then you start thinking about September, and then you realize how long ago that was, and then you're like, damn, you know, I'm gonna have to start shooting ducks and geese, and then start thinking about turkeys and stuff like that. So you know, that's the you know first world conundrum that i'm in right now is just <laughs> thinking about what i got left moving forward man but hey i'm fired up to be here though I'll tell you yeah that.
0: stoked to have you dude uh you know listeners um you should you should know that josh was on episode 123 with us not too long ago so if you want to go listen to part one this is a, a recap shoot the shit kind of episode man so we're stoked that's to, right stoked to chat with you dude hell yeah it's funny you say that Josh. We were just in uh antelope camp, me, Perry and Cole and Luke um and two other guys in Wyoming. And we all tagged out within 24 hours. And we all saw the pictures. Dude, we were just sitting around and we were like, "Damn, I wish we had another tag." It's like exactly think what about we that, about
2: that, <laughs> man. Yes. 100% because and that's the thing like and, you know, a lot of the, the people that aren't on our side from the standpoint of hunting, it's like they think that it's all about the kill. And it's like, dude, just the process of it, man. Like, I just want to go hunt them again. Like, when you get all got yeah. done, it's like, I just want to go hunt them again. Like, it's all about going out chasing those damn things, man. I get it.
1: Yeah, Luke and I talked about that so much because I killed literally the first hour of the first day. And Luke killed that same evening. And we still had, what, four more days on the books? i like, man. <laughs> Oof these these antelope are so much fun to chase like i want to keep going and then you know everyone else is tagged out in 24 hours and so you know that's it's obviously a blessing to have that happen we had some good luck and we had a lot of fun but um it makes you just wish you could extend the trip every single time
2: 100 percent. y'all are hunting antelope man i'll tell you what uh The more I hunt them, the more I love those things, man. And uh, this year was the first year that I got to be a part of a rifle hunt. I've killed them myself with a a bow and with a muzzleloader, but I actually did a little bit of guiding out in eastern Colorado uh, deer rifle antelope, and, man, it was addicting. You know, you'd whack one, you couldn't wait to get back out there the next day. Whack one, couldn't wait to get back out. Like, it was, you know, I didn't have to do the trigger pulling, but it sure as hell felt like it, you know, when you're standing there side by side and, you know, you've kind of, uh concocted the plan to to move in on these antelope and the hunter is able to you know sometimes they miss but uh when they don't miss you know and they drop the goat it's uh it's pretty damn cool man but my point in saying that is antelope that's they are growing on me
0: dude they're the freaking coolest i uh i don't I don't want to get ahead of ourselves too quick josh real quick before we jump into some stories man can you give us a quick little background man on on you for for some of our listeners one because i think your story is way cool <laughs>
2: Yeah, so uh, grew up in East Tennessee, uh, just an old country boy, man, grew up in a little farm town called Ray County, R-H-E-A, never had any aspirations to play football or anything like that. You know, to kind of make a long story very short, I got talked into playing football in the eighth grade by my gym teacher slash middle school football coach. Man, we were walking laps one day because that's what we did before we did anything in gym. We walked in sock feet for however many laps and then you played dodgeball, whatever it was. So we're walking around. All of a sudden I look to my shoulder and I see his coach cook still keeping touch with him. Great human being. Uh, He said, man, why don't you start working out for us? I'm like. Working out for what? What do you mean? He's like, football. I'm like, football? I had never even watched a football game to that point, man, in my life. I mean, I'd seen clips, but I've never sat down and watched a whole football game. I'm like – and I was a big kid, man. In eighth grade, I was already like 6'3 and change, 285 pounds, like big kid. And – uh. You know, so obviously it's like, ah, you know, people back at home, he, he needs to be playing football. He needs he's big, he needs to play football. He'll be good at football because he's big. <laughs> like for some reason people think if he's big, he needs to play football. But uh they guessed right with this one, man. Uh I just started playing and fell in love with it. And I never had the uh the type of parents to be like, you know, they asked me how what you know how I felt about it. And I'm like, I mean, it's all right, I don't really like it, you know, and they weren't the type of parents to be like, Well, you gotta finish, you're gonna they they weren't like that. They're like, Well, you know we gotta do it. I'm like, damn, you're right. Like, I could just keep playing baseball. I wouldn't have to do these damn workouts. And I'm like, ah, whatever. Like, let's just keep doing it. And uh, so I did it, man. Played throughout high school and uh, committed to Middle Tennessee. I actually ended up redshirting there at Middle Tennessee. So I was there for five years and went undrafted to the Colts very briefly and then uh, spent two seasons in Green Bay, spent a season in Houston, spent two seasons in Jacksonville, uh, but, yeah, man, hunting, man, you know, I mean, that's why I'm on here. You know, it's just I, I'm enamored with going out in the woods and chasing animals. You know, coming from southeast Tennessee, I never would have thought I'd been been doing this stuff. But uh, just getting to do it, it's like, man, I feel like a kid out there every day, man. Uh, but, yeah, that's kind of how I come up. You know, like I said, southeast Tennessee guy and end up getting very, very fortunate. You know, albeit there was a lot of hard work, but very, very fortunate to play as long as I did in National Football League. Uh, but, yeah. That's so cool, man.
0: I think uh, I think you, me, and Perry all have something in common, man, all being from Appalachia. I think that's why we think antelope specifically are so damn cool. They're oh, they're
2: so cool, man.
0: like it out here, man. They're just the coolest.
2: Yeah, they're so awesome. They look so good on the wall. Like, they're just, yeah. you know, if you somebody comes over and they don't know their shit, they're going to be like, what the hell is that? You know what I mean? <laughs> and
1: then you got an edge on them.
2: Yeah, man. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Hundred percent. Well,
1: and you know, and I'm no, I'm no damn expert, but it seems like a lot of a lot of Western folks, guys that grew up in the Western hunting world, they almost overlook antelope a little bit. You know, elk and mule deer and all these other species, all these cool, you know, sheep tags and all this other stuff gets all the gets all the hype and all the glory, and antelope are just kind of like an afterthought. But man, Carter and I have talked about this so much, but like like I said, coming from back east and just seeing how different they are than than the whitetail we're used to. I've had so much fun learning how to hunt antelope, and, and man, you know, I, w- I want to get out there and, and get after some mule deer and elk, too, but antelope's always going to be an arrow in the quiver for me, because it's such a fun hunt.
2: A hundred percent, man. I uh, I don't never see myself stopping hunting those antelope, and you know, it is funny, to your point, those guys that almost seem like they're too good for antelope, like, I don't antelope hunt, I'm, uh, and it's like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Like, I mean, I think if I've killed a hundred of them, I'm still like, damn, I'm pretty fired up for this antelope hunt. Uh, yeah. and, and I mean, this is, you know, with a bow and a muzzleloader, I've never myself shot an antelope with a rifle. So I don't know what it's like to ride around and see one at however many hundreds of yards and be like, well, let me get this 500 and shoot him. Like, I get it. That's not as easy. It's easier said than done. But uh, man, hunting antelope, I don't know. I don't want to say it's more laid back because I want to feel every... T- I have intentions of feeling every tag I get. But it's kind of a more lax type of deal because, like, finding them isn't hard. Eh, finding them's not as hard as other species. But, uh, you know, the stalk is the most important thing, man. If you can get good... If you can stalk a damn antelope without a decoy and shoot them with an arrow, you know what I mean? That's saying something because, you know, there's times you'll get out of the truck to look at them and they're a mile away and they're staring there at you. And, you know, it's the craziest damn thing. It's not like an elk... Not to say elk won't pick you off from a long way, but antelope are different, man. That eyesight is incredible. You can't get away with – there's no room for error on a stalk visually. In the wind. I mean, they smell too. But from a visual standpoint, man, those things are so hard. you got to be so strategic. And that's why I love it because the plan has to be exactly right. Or you got to get luckier and shit, which happens too. But, like, the plan – you need to have a great plan, you know, to move in on the antelope because they are no joke, man.
1: Well, dude, and if you're, you know, if you're just a, an eastern whitetail hunter and you're just going to sit in a tree stand, then there's probably not a whole lot of carryover from learning how to hunt antelope. But if you enjoy that spot and stalk aspect, or if you want to go try your hand at spot and stalk, you know, archery, mule deer, or elk, or whatever, if you can if you can learn how to stalk an antelope on the open prairie, and you get you get so many opportunities, because even if you bust them, like, again, you just find another one, or you wait until those move, and then you make another play, that learning curve is there and you you start to you start to learn how to stalk and get close to those critters with their eyesight in a in a landscape that doesn't have a whole lot of natural cover it will 100 percent make you a better hunter period full stop and for anyone that you know disagrees i don't know what to tell you
2: <laughs> no nah, that's a hell of a point because the ability to hunt antelope like transcends all species like like you said if you can stalk a damn antelope, you can stalk anything, man. Now, I get it. Scent comes into play a little bit more with other things, but just from the standpoint of tricking one where he ain't going to see you, oof, oof. Antelope, man. I've, I've heard p- people that write about the pronghorn antelope being one of the hardest things to kill with a bow in North America, spot and stalk. Like, you know what I mean? Multiple guys are saying this stuff, and, like, I get it. I got super lucky this year when I killed mine. I'm sure we'll get into that story later. But uh, got into about 48-ish yards. i didn't range uh long story short i got in close without a decoy uh and was able to get it done but when i tell you i went y'all gotta check it out on youtube got a video up i went crazy afterwards i was so glad i filmed myself so as soon as i shot it and i watched it fall i pulled my phone out started recording and i'm like i get in kill mode now like i get in i get in that mode when you know when you shoot something you get fired up man and uh that meant a whole lot to me you know what i mean and uh it was cool. It was cool. And it's just the first big game animal of the year. You know, that shit hits hard. Like, with a bow, it's like, yeah, like, it's fall. Even though it's August, like, it's fall. It's, let's go. You know? I'm strong. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, I'm not one of those guys that's like a bow purist. they like, oh, you killed him with a rifle. That don't count. But I will say this. Shooting shit with a bow, that's feeling the gratification, man. Like, God, dog, it's hard to admit it. I think it is a little bit more for me than with a gun. Albeit, I hunt with everything but when you see something with a bow man its i don't know it's crazy
1: dude unpack this hunt for us a little bit uh i mean now's now as good a time as ever tell folks where you were hunting lay the lay the the scene for us and and uh let's hear the story
2: yeah it was incredible man so i was down uh down south on a on a grassland area and uh was down there for five days actually uh Three and a half of which, I think that's the math, three and a half of which was by myself. I had a buddy of mine uh, come down, uh, Levi Heilman. He came down and hunted for an evening and then a whole day uh, and actually killed the day he left. I was, I felt so bad because, you know, you want to see one get shot, you know, and he didn't get to see it. But uh, So he came down for a little bit, and uh, we weren't having much luck. We were seeing goats, but, man, I'll tell you what, down there on that public land, they don't make a whole whole ton of mistakes. I get it. They get killed, but man, where they bed up and stuff. Like, it's like, it's like, they get chased, you know, for months which they do. Uh, they make a pretty good living living down there. And, uh, you know, I finally just got lucky, had one, had two make a mistake. So I go to stop these goats. I see two goats going down the fence line and there's cows between us. And when I say cows, I'm talking about 40, 50 head of cattle. And, uh, so I'm standing there and the goats look at me. I'm like, oh, this shit's done, whatever. So I'm looking at the bucks. I was like, I'd shoot both of those bucks. And for whatever reason, they turn away from me, start going down the fence line. And they're feeding. So I'm like, they're feeding. They're not terrified. Like, what the hell? So I take a knee because I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they, I don't know. They didn't seem terrified. So I'm like, all right. So I took a knee, start watching them. They go down the only little spot in the field. They come up the other side. Excuse me, they go in the bottom and I'm like, Well, I can't see them anymore. So I run down there. The cows start going crazy because there's cows in between us. So there's cows running everywhere. Like I'm like it was a crazy saying the cows were going nuts because I literally ran because you know the is so short that I don't to get there if I wanted to be not seen right, so I'm so these cows are just going crazy, so I get there and I get like crouched down and I walk like 20 yards duck walk. I look behind me, the whole damn herd of cows is balled up right behind me, like 20 yards. They're farting and shed and like in this big ass barn making all this noise. I'm like, there's no damn way this is gonna work. So I get up to like the crest of that low spot and I look and I see the buck still walking same direction down the fence line. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Figured you know this wasn't gonna work. But then all of a sudden, one of them turns and faces me. And we have a stare down for like two minutes. I'm like, well, he sees me. All of a sudden, he puts his head down starts walking back towards me on that fence line i'm like you got to be shitting me so he gets 30 yards from the other one the other one looks back at him like what the hell are we doing we're supposed to be going this way and eventually he's like all right well he must be going somewhere smart so he turns after him i'm like holy shit so i start because right? i want to get i got to put that ground back in between us you know what i mean because i crawled to the edge of it so i'm crawling backwards crawling backwards and i'm in this little two track and, uh, or it was a two track look, like it was, it was nothing at that point, but there was, my point is, is there was like a rent where the grass in the middle of it and the grass on the outside was higher. So it kind of gave me a little bit of like an undulation, right? To hide me a little bit. So I'm kind of crunched down in there and I'm waiting for like 10 minutes and I'm about to give up. Cause I'm like, they probably went in the low spot and went left or right and they just, you know, I wasn't able to see where they came up at, right? Because I'm like, it wouldn't have damn took them ten minutes to cover eighty yards. There's no damn way. So just as I'm about to back out, I see horn tips come up the fence. I'm like, holy shit! So I look at my ball I'm like, all right, I'm on forty yards. I look at the fence. I'm like, that's probably forty-ish yards. I'm shooting a single pin, so I'm like, fuck it. I drew back. I'm at full draw because if I'm gonna draw any later, right, I had to draw the horn tips. Because if I draw and I see his eyes, I am done. So yeah. I saw yeah. the horn tips. I looked at my ball, I'm like, forty, good enough. Boom. I'm at full draw. All of a sudden, he gets, as soon as his eyes cleared that low spot, he looked right at me. Because I'm just crunched down, like, I mean, I'm like 48-ish yards away, crunched down, full draw. He's staring at me. I'm like, yeah, this ain't going to work. Like I said, all I see is his eyes. All of a sudden, he comes closer. I see his neck. I'm like, holy shit. Comes closer. I see a little bit more. But it still wasn't enough for me to shoot. And I'm at full draw for, I don't know, a little bit over two minutes or so. But I'm looking at this goat like this might happen if he takes one more step. He took one more step. I mean, just (laughs) toasting him. So I put the single pen on his spine because I thought he was a little farther than 40. I didn't know exactly how much, but I was like, that's farther than 40. So I put the... Uh, my pen like right on his spine. and took the bottom of his heart out. So like, if I had a shot where I normally shot, I would have whipped him. Shot under him. So I got super lucky there. It's just I had no other option. Like when you send me point tips, I had to draw. Like yeah. there, there was no other chance to draw because I was in the wide ass open. There was some yuccas around, but y'all know that southern oh that shit. like bad badlands, badlands yuccas and uh what are they called? Chola chula chola cactus is where the hell they're called? Mm-hmm. Those things around. But anyway, whacked him so. The back jumps the fence. The bigger back was with him. Unfortunately, I didn't have time to wait on him. But he jumps the fence, which was cool to see. And uh, the other one tried to jump. He gets tangled up in the fence. I'm oh, fuck, I run up there. Put another arrow in. I'm about to shoot him. And I think just him hearing and seeing me run at him gave him, like, enough adrenaline. He was like, oh, hell no. He, like, rolls out of the fence, takes off hauling ass. And I'm like, damn, he don't look hurt. And I'm looking, and I don't see blood. And I'm like, that's the one. You know, it's unmistakable. So I look. I see a little bit of blood coming down. His chest, and also he coughs up blood, and you know, and I'm like, Oh, he's toast. So he literally just stands there, starts doing a drunken stagger, and I'm like, Go down, go down. And he just went down. But I mean, tell he went like I don't know, 100 yards with a hole in his heart. So tough dudes. I mean, he ran into the fence and rolled out of the fence and, uh you know, got to like 80. And again, I, I mean, I figured I'd shot him because the sound and then the fact he got hung up in the fence like that, but when he ran off, he ran off like an antelope that was just like running off. I was like, what? But then he stopped and I looked at him, I'm like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> He's done. So super cool hunt, man.
1: Dude, that's awesome. What uh what kind of broadhead did you shoot him with?
2: Iron wheels, baby. Hell yeah. The invented one hundreds, man. It zipped through him, went in the sand behind him, man. I mean, it was uh the I mean, those things perform flawlessly from my experience. I tell you that right now.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I've always, I've always been curious whether you know, uh, expandables versus fixed blades is obviously a huge debate in in the whitetail uh, world. But I've always been curious what guys primarily use for antelope, just because you do have those longer shots and they're so damn fast. But um, yeah, that's awesome, man. Spot and start I, archery s- kill that's yeah man badass. no
2: decoy got into like high 40s ish range it was awesome but you know going to the broadhead debate and i will has been very good to me but i will be real and say this you know i think the there's not as much to it and i know those super arrowhead junkies are gonna like go crazy but i mean if you stay off the shoulder and you shoot the animal at the proper angle like it don't take no crazy ass you know what i mean like i mean it really doesn't uh You know, so I think it's more about shot placement than anything when it, but I do get like at long range, there's a difference. There's a difference when you start talking about 70 plus and and stuff like that. And that's why, you know, I really, really like those iron wheels because, you know, a lot of times you got to tune when you use those fixed heads and I screwed that damn thing in like a field point and it shoots like a field point. Uh, You know, the only thing I will say is there's a little bit more noise than I'm used to, but I mean, that's a vented broadhead. So uh, yeah, other than that, they've been flawless, man. Oh, there
0: is it that is. The
2: guy right there? Yeah, there that there he is, man. Golly, oh. that was a cool day. 102 degrees. It was hotter Dang. than hell. Golly. And so look how low the shot was. I got lucky, man. Look at that shot. Bottom of the heart. Yeah,
1: you toasted wow. his heart.
2: Yeah, I took his heart out at the bottom. But I mean, I had my right at the top of the right patch, is where I was holding on to him. Uh, with that single pan yeah man so i'm glad i did it because i just looked at that gold and if you've seen several of them you know how small they are but i saw them and i was like man i think that's farther than 40 dude so i held held up there on him god that was a cool day all that self-taking stuff i remember that moment man by yourself it's hot as hell i got the tripod set up i'm taking these pictures hauling ass trying to get the meat back uh you know because that's the most important thing and uh, I just remember that day being incredible, man, because I, I was about to be not giving up, but I was losing hope. I'm just going to tell you, day five that morning, it wasn't going good. Finally, at about 11-ish a.m., I think, or noonish or something, uh, is when I was able to get on him and get it done. But, man, I, I'll never forget that one, man. I will never forget Especially that one.
0: Especially with that heat, man. That heat. Oh, it was you. brutal it brutal think man. everything
2: <laughs> well there's tarantulas out there it's freaking uh prairie rattlesnakes i mean it's it's some crazy terrain like there's tarantula hawks if you don't know what a tarantula hawk is look it up it's a pretty free was just funny. wasp uh you could you should look up coyote peterson he let us he stung himself with one and like he Hold hit the up. ground couldn't move his arm like yeah like it was it was bad he said i think it's like second on his list right now in the an insect, uh, but, uh, sting deal. But nah, he was he was hurting. And anyway, they were flying in my blind. Uh, my first year when I was hunting down there in 2019. Uh, that's when I killed my first antelope. And uh, they were flying in my blind, and I just thought it was like a dirt dob or something. So I'm swatting them with my bare hand. And yeah, there they are right there. That's him. So I'm swatting them with my bare hand. And uh, you know, I, I look them up. I go to town. I go I into the local cute. town to a yeah man. Go to a a little gas station, and I look it up, and I'm like, hold on. This is what I was swatting with my bare hand. They sound like a helicopter, man. (laughs) Yeah, tarantula hawk. So it's crazy. They sting tarantulas. They paralyze them, and then they'll lay their eggs in the tarantula. The tarantula's still alive. It's just paralyzed. The babies come out, and they'll eat the tarantula.
0: That's crazy. Like, while
2: it's alive, yeah.
1: Nature is metal, man. Nature
2: (laughs) is metal. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty cool. Pretty cool deals. But now I'm terrified of them. Like, you know, ignorance is bliss, I guess, because when I didn't know they were crazy, I was like, yeah, look at these damn dirt daubers. Like, I'm swatting them. I don't give a shit. Now I see them, I'm like, oh, God. I could not get tagged by one of these damn things.
1: Josh, you mentioned, awesome. the, you mentioned being concerned about the meat and that 100-degree weather. Mm-hmm. How was it? I mean, settle that, you know, we've heard from back east that antelope aren't aren't that great to eat. Settle it for folks. How do they, how do they taste?
2: Perry, I've ate a lot of wild shit, and yep. antelope is right up there in the top two as far as my favorite wild game meat to eat, and that one I killed in 102 degrees was no different than any yep. of the other ones. It was outstanding, tender. The only problem with the antelope is they're so damn small. Uh, yep. Not much of I them to mean, go that's, Man, when I tell you that. People are always like, "eh, make some, make some sausage. Yeah, eh, make some sausage and it's like, no, like the grand is outstanding, like the the steaks are outstanding. Like they put on the sausage, like no man. Like if you get that thing took care of, like you could eat it just like a white-tailed deer, just like the elk. You cut it up, cut it into steaks, all that stuff. Uh, Antelope is outstanding, man. My old lady even likes it. Like it's. It gets they get. I mean, they don't last long at all. It's about like having four or five turkeys, like you know. And it, it just they go quick, man.
0: That's the truth, yeah. man. My first one I killed. I, I don't. I didn't get the hide off quick enough, and it was warm, kind of like you're talking about. Not a hundred, mm-hmm. but it was warm, and I kind of goofed around, and we drove around with the hide on it, and wasn't quick enough, man. And it tasted yeah, yeah. real barnyardy. So, <laughs> I brought it I've home, heard. I've yeah, heard. My wife and I were like. Damn, <laughs> that's, that's just strong, shit, man. Uh, yeah. so she was dubious when we went back out again, and I was too. And uh, this one's phenomenal because I was, like, yes, man, I was so intense about it. I was like, we got to get it, we got yes. it, in, you know, half hour, but oh, it's incredible, it's
2: unbelievable. That yo, you, you brought up a good word barnyardy. So I went on my first uh, bighorn sheep hunt this year, I did not have the tag, I just tagged along, and uh. I was let down. Now, albeit we did like an 11 mile day the last day to pack him out, we get back to the truck. My buddy's got a little grill and we put the tenderloin on the grill. Just like some shake on seasoning. There was hair on there. Our hands were disgusting. So I'm thinking that the meat care came into play there. But that tenderloin was pretty barnyardy, man. I was like, damn. Like, I was expecting, because people are like, go get some sheep ribs. Bring them sheep ribs. So the tenderloin got to be good. But, yeah. uh, and it probably would have been, if taken care of properly, so on and so forth. But, like, you know, just as soon as we got back to the truck with it, we're like, hell yeah, let's cook some of these damn sheep. I mean, who the hell, you know what I mean? Eating a damn sheep, who the hell's done that? So we get back and we cook his damn thing up. And, uh, man, I was not impressed. Was not impressed.
0: <laughs> Especially after such a difficult animal to hunt.
2: <laughs> oh, it was brutal, man. It was yeah. brutal. Mm-hmm. That's uh, great, you know? man. Woof.
1: Where were you chasing the, the sheep?
2: Uh, oh. Up in northern Colorado. Gotcha. Yeah, they were... Uh, my buddy had actually the only tag uh, in that in that unit, actually.
0: Yeah, talk about a tough tag to draw, man.
2: Tough tag to draw. He got lucky. He drew it with very, very few points. He was luckier than hell. And uh, I was actually in the backcountry solo hunting cow elk, and I got a message on my inReach. He's like, dude, I know you're out. My buddy said, I know you're out chasing elk. He's like, but Chad's got a sheep tag. It's you know, a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You know If you want to come out, you're more than welcome. And I didn't say nothing for like 10 minutes. I'm like – Damn, am I in sheep shape? Because, you know, that's all you hear about, right? Fucking the sheep, whatever. So I'm like, damn. But then I was like, God, dog, you're soft as fuck. Like, fucking hit him up and say, I'll be there. So I hit him up. I'm like, dude, send me the pen. I'll be there in the morning. Sent me the pen. Boom. I get in there, and uh, the rest is history. The whole thing's on film. You can go check it out. I just dropped a YouTube video today. It's called Shootout in the Cirque. Uh, it was a crazy deal. He missed a lot. Like, he missed, like, six times. Y'all got to see this. He missed, like, six times with, with a rifle uh and we were still able to get on these sheep and get him around but it's kind of crazy to see man like you can imagine like our uh dismay if you will like when he was missing because it's like if they go over the ridge and they just clear country like who knows if there's even any more sheep around there's a reason there's only one dead right. tag but you know what i mean so we're like damn like this is kind of do and die so we just got lucky as hell them sheep just kept staying up high and kept giving us opportunities all the shots were you know very very ethical uh but yeah you know he that, you know that's the thing you know you see guys miss and you know people will be commenting oh i can't believe you took those shots it's like number one fuck you number two it's like dude this is a sheep hunt (laughs) this guy's trying to fill his sheep tag as ethically as possible and all the shots the sheep were stopped uh he was just a little excited, and he missed some shots, and that's part of it. That's real hunting, and uh, that's why I was excited to put it up because it's real hunting, man. And that's all I, that's all I'm about. That's all I like to to surround myself with is people that are that are real as well, and they ain't trying to do everything for the IG and all that shit. But uh, it's real hunting, man.
1: What uh, what what elevation were you at, and do you think that played a role in the misses?
2: So it was only like, I don't know, 11, 8 or something like that. It wasn't one of those crazy 13, 14ers or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, the, the gain every day and loss was still legit. But yeah, it wasn't one of those 13,000 foot mountain ranges or anything like that. Gotcha. We camped just at tree line. Uh, you can see on the video, I mean, literally the last set of trees before it turns to tundra. We camped there and we kind of went up and kind of was running rims. Throughout the day, just looking for rams. I actually had a chance to drop in an uh, and elk hunt myself for my cow tag there. It's an uh, OTC area. And uh, wasn't successful. Found some uh, some fresh piles of sign, but I uh, wasn't able to turn up any. But, yeah, look, I mean, look at that. In the shell. I mean, it was as big horn of a bighorn hunt as it could have been. Uh, I mean, that thing rolled down the rock cliffs. Here's us eating lunch. Look at this. Let that play a little bit. Watch this here. Just in like five seconds. So this is us cooking. Look at that sheep right there.
0: Oh, man. We're just <laughs> cooking
2: it right up. We're cooking it up. Here, that, that next part, let it roll to the next scene. Look at this. This Unreal. is the best scene in the whole thing right here. Look at that. Has
0: he been gutted yet?
2: Uh, uh, We did it gutless. So this is about 15 minutes after we shot him. Gotcha. Yeah, we were just getting some really good pictures.
0: Now, with those sheep hunts, right, You're you're counting the annuli on the – horns right to make sure they're the right
2: age class yeah i want to say the rule is it has to be half curl here don't quote me on that it's got to be something i'm not sure but yeah that's how you that's how you age them is the annuli and it was actually a bigger ram in there that we were trying to kill uh but you know mistakes happen uh but there was a bigger ram in there he was he was a tank of a ram uh we also saw a big old moose in there like a book moose like a huge moose uh he was awesome he looked like a freaking uh what's a giant those horses Clydesdale like a giant Clydesdale standing there like huge and he had just rubbed his velvet off so his horns were like red I mean mm-hmm. it was it, he looked freaking badass I wish I would have had a camera
1: what's the How process was it? Was it... go ahead Barry. I was gonna ask what's the process of of finding the sheep is it just hours and hours of glassing just you yeah. know beat and feed or, or a combination
2: yeah, that, that's what it is. And Chad had it figured out. Uh, Chad had been in there living for like a week or something before season. He knew where those Rams were, you know what I'm saying, in the general vicinity. And uh, so it was just on us to get one killed because we were literally only, only in there for two days. Uh, and it just worked out so well because he knew where those sheep, in the vicinity, where they were going to be. We actually, uh, our stomachs dropped because we walked in and we walked past them. They They're below us and, you know, we think we we saw everything and, we keep walking, we walk probably three quarters of a mile and we're glass of back and there they are. We walk right past them Uh had no clue. They obviously had no clue. But uh moved in on them again and you know, you see on the video, I think the first shot was at like five something and Chad's practice out there. He just he got a little fired up, but uh in the end he was able to get it done. But uh man, yeah, the process of the whole sheep hunt – Number one, Chad had it all figured out, but it was cool for me because it was my first one to get to see how it's done. I mean, you're literally all day, you're up in that Shelly knife ridge, like just what you see on TV. That's why it was so cool because I'm looking around, I'm like, damn, like I'm doing this shit. Like, look at this, like top of the world, man. Like it was Ptarmigan country. You know what I'm saying? We're seeing Ptarmigan and shit. No uh, yeah, it was awesome, man
0: is there any stress involved when you're trying to make sure the Ram is the right age class? Like I imagine everybody's glassing and counting and like, that's something you don't want to screw up. Right. That's right. hundred
2: right. percent, man. Especially, Especially when, when, you, you know, antelope, you know, yeah. I mean, think about the weight that Chad had on him, right? Like he's a yeah. guy with the tag. It's like, if those things clear country, what does he do? Like they go to the next unit. I mean, you're done. Like if those sheep are in the unit, I mean, there may not have been another band of sheep. I don't know. He didn't know uh so man we were all feeling like we were him because you know we know me and my other buddy cody and seth were there we know the weight of drawing that tag so we're all like damn man like we've got to get this dude to sheep man because number one we were all about to have to leave and do our own thing so he'd have been up here by himself and stuff like that so it ended up working out perfect that's freaking
0: awesome i'm stoked to go watch that video
2: yeah, it, it was a cool hunt, man. You got to check it out. It was – shit got crazy there for a minute, man. My buddy Cody, uh, he was a guide in, in his former life. And, uh, you know, as Chaz having all these miscues, he started to be like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> at one point, he shoots like literally 20 foot over this thing's back. He had turned the turret the wrong damn way. Oh, my god! So, you can see on the videos through the fall, like 20 foot high, and you can hear me go, that's high. Real high, my <laughs> buddy's, <laughs> buddy's like, they don't have to turn the turban on. He's like, No, he's like, I swear the guys you did because you were too high. <laughs> I was talking about got everything, man. Like, it was, it was it was a tense ordeal, man. Wow,
1: props to him for being able for to recover.
2: Yeah, yeah, he, he ended up getting it done.
0: Is that a bucket list uh opportunity for you, man?
2: Well, it was incredible, man, and I'm hoping that uh, you know if I'm blessed and fortunate enough to be able to live, you know, for a while more, uh, that won't be the the last one. But uh, man, I hope that there's more of that in my future. And it was definitely a bucket list thing. I never would have thought I'd have been touching a bighorn sheep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to see him on the side of the road licking salt. But uh, to like actually put your hands on one like it was, and in the place where it was at, y'all seen the little clip like you know, you're on you're the, on in the shelf or Screefield field, in the middle of BFE with the boys, uh, you know cooking up peak refuel, the sheep laying there on the hill, sun beating off his friggin' rack or whatever the hell you want to call it, his horns, uh, man, all the pain just like fades at least for a little bit. It just fades because you're like, damn, it's done. Uh, Because I would have hated to have left there and, like, left Chad up there by himself. Not that he would have hated that, you know, or anything like that. But I was like, man, I want to see this dude get a sheep. Number one for him. Number two, I want to see that shit.
0: Were you in uh, sheep shape?
2: Oh, yeah, it was good, man. Uh, I did a lot better than I even expected. It was probably just more adrenaline. And I'm just like a... I'm a tight dude. If I see somebody doing something, I'm like, fuck. If he's doing it, I can do it. So I, you know, I was always like second or third in line, and I would just look in front of me, and they were moving, so I would move. And (laughs) yeah, I feel uh,
0: that.
2: Yeah, Yeah. you know, and I think that's just that that sports mentality. Because I'll be honest with you, I've taken guys and been with guys that teaches on whatever you know you're looking for the experience. But some guys just don't want to. You know, you'll hear a bugle down in some crusty crevice, and it's like, I ain't going down there. And it's like, why the hell not? Like, what do you mean? Let's go shoot this damn thing, and then we'll get him out somewhere or another. Maybe it takes longer than we think. Maybe we'll be up all night, but who cares? Yep.
0: Yeah, it's a blessing to be out there anyways, right?
2: A hundred percent, man, just being in the woods. I'm telling you, this year is the most i've spent solo in a tent in my whole life and like the thoughts that you have out there man the sounds that you hear that you can't explain out there uh man you might think you're tough that just go in the middle of 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 the backcountry man and and spend a couple days out there a couple weeks out there and you learn a shit ton about yourself man not only as a hunter but just period man because the shit you start thinking about out there is crazy man
1: did you say you did some guiding this year
2: I did. I did some guiding out east with my buddy Alex uh, for rifle antelope and uh, did two mule deer hunts.
1: How was that? Was that your first guiding experience or had you done some previous?
2: Uh Yeah, you know, I've I've obviously taken guys just for, as buddies, you know, but it was my first experience doing it, you know, I guess professionally, if you will. But, uh yeah, it was a cool experience and I uh, was able to kill several antelope. Actually, probably the coolest experience was I had a guy – 61 years old, guy named Bob. He's from California, owns a painting company, outstanding dude. Former offensive lineman, actually. So we had a shit ton to talk about, you know what I mean? So the truck rides were never dull. And uh, so he comes out and said, Bob, be honest with me, man. How uh, how far do you think you can walk? He's like, Josh, I'll walk wherever you tell me to walk. And I'm like, all right. So uh, we get in there and we find a goat. <clears throat> He's a long ways away. This is day one. Actually, we went out the first afternoon and uh, got on a goat, but it didn't work out, sun went down, so on and so forth, so the first morning of the hunt, we go out and see a good goat a long ways away, I'm like, Bob, can you do it? He's like, hell yeah, I'm like, hell yeah, <laughs> so I take off, and like, I'm long-legged, and uh you know, I I get fired up, so I'm hauling ass kind of, I guess, and uh, I look back, and Bob's way back there, and I'm like, damn it, like, I've got to, like, you know, you got to choke it down, as hard as it was for me, because I hunt pretty fast, and I hunt very hard, and Uh, you know, Bob's 61 years old. Right. So it's like, you got to keep the hunter in mind. So I slowed down and he catches up with me and, uh, we end up making our way up to the antelope and we get like 700 yards. And I was like, Bob, I hate to tell you this, but we're going to have to bear crawl or uh, belly crawl, buddy. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, like we're like 700 right now. I'm going to try to get you to five. He's like, all right. I'm like, all right. I was like, just follow right behind me. Like if I go to the right, go to the right. As soon as I do, like stay between me and this damn goat. So there's a bunch of high fl- sunflowers out there because they had a lot of moisture out there this year, and there's a bunch of uh, dead sunflowers out there. And uh, I had we had to bear belly crawl through a patch of sunflowers, and then we couldn't go any farther because there was no more sunflowers. So he would have just saw us and been done. So we get to the edge, I get him up there. I was like, "So you feel good at 500?" He's like, "Yeah, I shot it. I know what it does." I'm like, "All right." He's like, "Yeah, the bullet should drop 22 inches, whatever the hell it is." Anyway, he's doing holdovers. He's not doing the turrets or anything. I'm like all right so he's like the damn thing's laying there asleep he's like do i shoot him laying here i'm like hell no i'm like are you sure i'm like yes i'm sure so we lay there for an hour on this damn thing on our bellies just laying there finally the damn thing stands up i'm like how you feel he's like i'm all right i'm like what do you mean you're all right it's 500 yards are you good he's like yeah i'm solid I said, all right i was like let that damn trigger surprise you it's <laughs> so like right between his freaking knees like low i'm like holy shit i'm like you're low buddy he's like, really i'm like yes So they ran like sixty yards. They can't tell where the shot come from. I'm like, dude, you need to come up higher, like another foot and a half. Like you're low, low. He's like, All right. Sends another one. He was like five inches low. I'm like, still low, still low. So they bound off like another thirty yards. They have no idea what's going on. I'm like, let's try it one more time, dude. They're at like five eighty five. He's like, Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. I'm all right, let's try it. I was like, get steady. At this point, they're just like looking around, right? I'm like, all right, get steady. I'm like, dude, hold that thing three foot over his back and let it go. He's like, three feet, I'm like, hold it three foot over his back. (laughs) He was like two inches high. I was like, damn. And I was like, dude, that's it. I was like, that's it, man. That's too far. I was like, that's too damn far. So, uh, you know, we were all dismayed about that or whatever. So we're walking back and we get up to the uh, edge of this rise. And I look, I'm like, ooh, get down, get down, get down, get down, get down. Big buck. Like, low 80s, probably like big buck. Like black corns, like stupid buck. I'm like, there is a giant buck bigger than the one you just shot at. He's like, really? I was like, yeah. I was like. We had to hard ass them get in this wash. We have to get in this wash. They're going to see us. We're going to be skyline for like three seconds, but just get as low as you can, man. Like, just please get as low as you can. So I like scurry across and glass them back and they had no clue. And he like pretty much is, you know, he's an older guy. So he's like standing straight up, walks through. I'm like, oh my God. So I look and like, thank God we had a shady patch. And of course they're looking at us. I'm like, holy oh shit. I'm like, let's just slide over here and get in this wash. Like, we may be done. So we get in the wash, and they're staring at us for like 30 minutes. Finally, they heard something behind them. They all look back, and, like, they just laid there, and then it's kind of like they forgot because that something else just distracted them, and they just forgot. So I'm like, we might be all right. So again, we go down the wash, start going up the hill. I look back at Bob. He's red as a damn tomato, man, fucking pouring sweat. I'm feeling bad. I'm like, I do not want this dude to have a heart attack. Like, holy shit. I was like, how you feel? He's like, I'm good. I'm like, you know, not look good. He's like, I'm good. I'm like, God, dog it. I was like, all right, man. Well, this is the fourth quarter, brother. I was like, if you can give me everything you got, we can get to the top of this hill relatively quick. We'll shoot this damn thing at 100. He's like, you think we can get to 100? I said, I guarantee we can get to 100 yards. Boom. I scurry up this hill. There's a road at the top, like a dirt two-track. I stop him. I'm like, stay here. So I go over the cusp of the hill. I look. I'm like, holy shit. There they were, like 80 yards. Like, holy shit. They're like behind these sunflowers. So i you know, dude, I wave him in. I'm like, come on, comes in, sets the sticks up. Now, Bob's like 6'3, gets on the sticks. I'm like, you see him? He's like, no, I don't see him. I'm like, what do you mean you don't see him? He's right there, broadside looking at us. Like, they they knew we were there. I'm like, he's right there, broadside looking at us. He's like, what? I'm like, what? he's like, I got sunflowers. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So I'm like, All right, dude, you're gonna have to put the gun on my damn shoulder, man. I'll raise up higher than the sticks will go. So put, he puts the gun on my shoulder. I'm like, dude, just let me know before you're about to. Right in my ear, dude. And I see the report. Like I see where the bullet hits behind this goat. Dude, he's got a muzzle break on there. It was bad. Like my ears were oh. it was bad. So uh <laughs> I look and I see it was high. I was like, dude, you're high. He's like, impossible. I'm like, no, like you were high, I'm just telling you. And uh he was high and that goat stopped at like four hundred yards and all we could see was from like the white patch to his head and he was there with like eighteen does just staring at us. I was like, dude, you did not touch that thing. But uh, the next day, get in there, and uh, we get within 250 yards of a good buck. I actually started out, there's a dinker, and we're climbing up the hill. I was like, let me make sure there's nothing else with him. Go to climb up the hill. He, like, grabs me on my shoulder. He's like, look. And I look, and there's two bucks, two good bucks, like, ruddy as hell, running each other. They had no clue you were there. Like, they had no clue. They were dumb as shit because they are ready. They're, like, chasing each other through the sunflowers. I'm like, holy shit. And I look, I was like, oh, we ain't going to shoot that one. But then I look at the other one. I'm like, oh, Bob, get ready. Boom, lay him down. I'm like, 250. He's like, 250? I'm like, yep. I was like, hold right there in that armpit. You know what I'm saying? Mid-body, right behind the shoulder. <clears throat> Dropped him. 250. So, yeah, it was cool. It worked out. He got a good go. Uh, but, yeah, he missed one, and then he missed another one in the same day. Uh, but then that next morning, he got it done early. It's always good to shoot something early in the morning. Then he got the whole day you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like it's oh, yeah. I love shooting stuff in the morning.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, dude. That's awesome. I bet he was pumped.
2: Oh, he was fired up, man. And we we uh, you know, we really hit it off, man. I'm supposed to be going out there chasing animals and stuff, and hopefully he'll come back out here and do the same. But it's cool, you know. You uh, you uh, you know, a lot of times you strike up a cool deal with those hunters, man. They're like, come out and hunt my place, blah blah blah. You know, you show them a good time, put them on an the animal, and it doesn't even take to putting them on an the animal. It just takes to showing them that you know you're giving everything you got you know what i mean uh but it's been cool not gonna add probably shouldn't. i don't want to jinx myself but i i'm on a good streak let's put it to you like that uh when it comes to the the guiding so uh, i'm hoping that it continues
0: that's a good testament to your your skills and kind of your woodsmanship man it's it's totally different ball game helping somebody else and talking them on to an animal um and keeping them calm and like When he's looking through the sunflowers and you're like, he's right there and he can't get on them, like it's easy to get flustered, right? And not capitalize on the situation. So that's a good testament to your skills, man. That's a cool kind of different perspective to go from the hunter to the
2: guide. That's a great point. You said right there, a different perspective, man. It's a whole new perspective because it's like, you can only do so much, like from the standpoint of getting somebody in the position to shoot and tell him it's a shooter. And like, you know, it's, it's weird to just be like, God, I hope he kills this damn thing. Cause that's my job, right? I'm trying to get you an animal. You know what I mean? So I'm like, come on, man. Like you hate to put him in position and you know, they kind of mess it up, you know, but shit happens. But uh, it is a whole different perspective, man. And I'll be brief about the last mule deer I was guiding, man. Uh, long story short, it was the third morning and uh, we're walking down this finger Ridge and So the way it lies, if you go all the way to the point of this finger ridge, you're going to be skylined. You're like a turd in a punch bowl. You cannot go past it. Now, 20 yards short of the point, there's like some juniper bushes. So I strategically was like, hey, guys, let's get in these bushes. Let's glass from here. Don't go to the edge because everything's going to see us. Well, the guy that shot, both their names was Todd, Todd and Todd Jr. Uh, Todd shot. Todd had his dad there, 67 years old. Good guy there from Michigan. Uh, but I told him I was like, "Don't go past these bushes." So I'm glassing. And I hear crunch, crunch, crunch. Rocks. Of course, he goes past the bushes and is glassing. I'm like, "Holy shit!" So you know, you gotta, you know, you don't want to be like, "Hey, you fucking idiot, what are you doing?" Right? Like, <laughs> you're just like, "What are we doing?" Like, come on, man. So I look at him. He's got these huge eyes. He looks back at me, and he does this right here. He was like. Up and I'm like, stop moving. Cause he's going like this. He's standing on his defender, going like this. And I'm like,
0: stop.
2: I am like, I take my hands like this. I was like, just stop. I was like, where is he? <laughs> and he like pointed right there. He's like, he's he said it loud as hell. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and so I, I go to the edge of the uh the bush and I look down. Sure enough, at like 50 yards at the bottom of this ridge, there's a big body buck. I can't see his horn size, but I can see like his forehead and I can see his gut and I can see his back mature buck. And he's looking, he's looking at us. I can tell by the way his horns are can like pointing I'm like, holy shit. Of course he's looking at us. We got somebody doing jumping jacks over here on the, on the, the finger ridge right here. Of course he's looking at us. So I'm looking, I'm like, holy shit. So I look at his son and I like waving man. I'm like, come here. And I like, put my hand up, I'm like, don't make a sound. Because he has no clue how cl- close his deer is, right? And I ain't got time to tell him. But I'm like, just don't make a sound. So I think he can kind of tell by that. He's like, that fucker's got to be close. So he comes in there, and I peek around again. I don't see him instantly. I'm like, Because I know he didn't walk away. Because I could see through the bush quite a bit. I knew he was running. So I scurry to the other side of the bush. I got the sticks. I look up. Sure enough, I see a white butt bounding off. I'm like, fuck. Set the sticks down. Pull my binos up. I see him, put the gun up there. I'm like, you on him? He's like, yep. And I got a video of this. I'm like, you see him? Yep. Right behind the shoulder when you're ready. Stopped him. He turns and looks back. Dropped him. Didn't even move. Double lung, like, liquefied his lungs both sides. Like, high lung. That high lung shot is devastating. Didn't touch his spine at all, but high lung got both of them, like, liquefied him. Um, but just dropped that buck. And It was just incredible because I thought we were. I ain't gonna lie, it'd have been a little salty if we'd have been screwed by Todd on that finger ridge. I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know what I mean? (laughs) Because it's like I told you not to do that, man. I I literally told you not to do that. Could be why because of what just happened. But uh, I mean, that dude walked out right up because we were hidden from the bush. That dude would have walked the way he was walking before we got seen, he would have walked right out in front of us at like 80 yards, not having a clue. We were just sitting there. We didn't see that. That walked out of 80 yards right below us, but all of a sudden, bang. <laughs> I'm like, stop. He like, stopped, stop, man. That dude was on to us, man. I saw how he was standing. You know, like, just really, like, in an athletic position, ready to bound out of there. Like, I'm like, this ain't fucking gonna work. And it didn't work. We just got lucky. He was curious enough that that whistle stopped him. He turned. I'm talking about he turned completely. And, and uh, I'll have to send you the video, but I whistled at him and he just boom, dropped 238 off the sticks. 238 yep. yards off the sticks. That's yeah, a hell of a shot. Yeah. I'd love to see that. That was his first buck. 35 years old. First buck right there.
1: Wow. No kidding. Yeah,
2: man. Yeah. Yeah. I just put it up today. I think it's on my story actually. Uh that's awesome. of uh, of Todd. He's a guy from Fort Worth. Good family. Brought his dad out. Uh I'm pretty sure he's a Fort Worth guy, but now nah, he put in some good effort and it oh, paid yeah, off. Man,
0: that's a good deer.
2: Yeah, it's good buck. Uh yeah. we were on a four by two, man. The day before it was crazy. So long story short, glass him up. I mean in a bush. I was so fired up to make the spot and do a huge circle, get him in there, lay him down. We're laid down on his deer for, I don't know, probably an hour and twenty five minutes. And uh get him laid down in the prone position. Yeah, there's a buck. Damn. Tall. Yeah, he wasn't very beamy. You see his beams kinda good. He was a good one to shoot. You know what I mean? Cool, he man, uh man. yeah, cool oh, yeah. buck. He goes straight up yeah but uh so i get him laid down literally like 100 yards from where that picture was taken but uh get him laid down and this four by two is dead asleep i'm talking about head in the dirt and i'm like he's done i mean 189 yards we lay on him so he's like how long are we gonna lay here i was like buddy as long as it takes man because all we can see is head and neck i was like it might be a while i was like you can get comfortable you know what i mean and uh So we're watching this deer, and I'm just watching his shade patch disappearing, disappearing. I'm like, at any time, I was like, probably half hour when that shade hits him in the, when that sun hits him in the face, he's gonna walk around that tree, and we're gonna have a little window. We're gonna have to get it done. So boom, his his ass starts to get in the sun, his horn tips get in the sun. That sun hit him in the face. It was not long. He stands up. He only gave us like five seconds, but Ty wasn't quite ready. I'm like, you want him? And I see him nestling in. I'm like, because I knew he was about to turn. Sure enough, he turns and walks behind that tree and goes into a group of other trees. But a real short window, but that four-by-two was a freak. Like, old, ancient, like, seven-plus-year-old, like, just a piece of shit. Like, old, one of those deer, like, none of the other deer want to be in the field with. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like, whoa. Like, this yeah. fucker is like, eight years old. Like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, one of those deer. Like, he was so freaky. Yeah. I wanted that damn deer so bad. He got a great buck, but, oh, that four-by-two was sick. He was kind of like a bladed, like his side only had two. He had like a baby brow, but then his two was like a blade with like a turkey foot at the top. It was the weirdest shit, man. Then he had the, you know, he had his three and it was real wide and long. Like he was, he was a freaky buck.
0: Josh, if I ever write a book, I want you to narrate my audio book. <laughs>
2: huh, 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 huh. Sign me up, buddy. Would you Sign do that me for you? up. I would be more than happy, buddy. I ain't kidding you. <laughs>
0: That would make me really happy.
2: Hey, listen, I can talk hunting all damn night, man. Uh, I love it, man. It's been a hell of a season so far, and, uh, you know, there's still a lot of stuff to hunt. But, uh, man, September is gone, which is weird every year when that comes and goes. It don't matter if you shoot one or not. Uh, Because, God, dog, you look back at your videos and pictures, and you're like, holy shit, that is so far away from now.
0: What you got on the docket the rest of the season, man?
2: I got – I got Missouri Whitetail. I've got I gotta go back to Kansas again. I went down there once. Uh didn't have a mature buck show up. Was in a lot of deer. Uh my buddy's got a place down there called Verdigree Valley. It's an outstanding place if anybody's looking to shoot Whitetail. Uh it's actually my first guided hunt. When I say guided, you know it's outfitted. There's tree stands. He tells you where to go. It was weird for me, man. I told him no, I'm like, you're not touching my damn deer. I'm cleaning my damn deer. I've never let another man touch my damn deer. Nothing against anybody that does that shit. But I was like, just know that. Like, I'm going to go wherever you tell me to go, which is weird. But uh, it was cool. I was in deer. It was insane. Like deer all over the place. Just nothing uh, came close enough. But uh, I got Florida Whitetail um, in January with a rifle with my good buddy. Uh, then I've got mule deer out east here as well. It's an archery plains tag, so I'm going to be – I've got plenty of time, you know, so I may just wait till it gets really good. Um, but, man, those late season archery hunts are – those things are a freaking grime. Late season, I don't know. It doesn't make a shit if it's a bow or not. Like, even last year in Fourth Rifle, I remember being out there, and it was so damn cold. I was like, man, it, it – i want to be honest with you. I'm not even enjoying this shit that much right now. <laughs> like that shit, you know, when you get that down cold, we're like, this shit ain't even fun right now. Uh, beard frozen. And there's, you can't find warmth, right? You only got what you got. So, you know, you can start a fire, which helps. And, and we do do that. But like, you get to a point where you're like, holy shit.
0: I have my first elk hunt on Sunday. My first uh, elk hunt ever. It's a fourth rifle, fourth rifle hunt in, uh, in Colorado. I'm going with Luke and, Cole it's colonized first uh Elcome, man. I think we're gonna Oh
2: shit, that's gonna, gonna be awesome, man. <laughs> that's gonna be awesome. Have y'all looked at the forecast?
0: Yeah, it looks cold. How cold? <laughs> Garrett, our buddy Garrett's guiding there right now at, at at Bear Creek. Uh he says the high's been like eighteen.
2: Ooh, okay, yeah, that's cold. Yep. Yeah. That yeah. is cold, buddy.
0: But it's Colorado. Anything could happen.
2: Okay. Oh, that's cool though. It's but the good thing about the cold is you know, when it's cold, at least I'm always expecting I'm gonna see animals. Whereas like early season whitetail or shit like that, when it's hot, you're like, damn, I ain't gonna see shit till it gets cold. Yeah. Uh so I feel like the confidence is higher in the cold. But one thing I don't like is post holeing in the snow, man. I really, really do not enjoy that. But you gotta do it sometimes, man. Like I see some of those hunts, Brady Miller goes on and I'm like, I don't think people understand like the like the difficulty of what he's doing out there. Uh in that, in that, uh, floorless shelter with his stove, post hole in the whole way, you know, and maybe it gets over gridified. I'm not there the whole time. Maybe it's only a patch. Hey, maybe it's a whole time. I don't know, but who am I to say it's not? Uh, but man, those late season hunts, Hey man, I'm telling you, uh, I'd rather be in the heat than in that, uh, that shit you're to probably be in, but, uh, it's good hunting and, and I do it every year. I end up either with my own tag or going with somebody. But woof they get brutal.
0: Yeah, it helps dude, to be part mountain goat like Brady.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: Dude, that post hole, and especially when you're climbing elevation, it'll it'll burn some calories, dude. You'll lose you lose weight. You gotta fucking eat all day and make sure you're hydrated. It that's an energy sucker out right there.
2: Oh, hundred percent. And then when you're two hundred and eighty pounds, like you sink through everything. So <laughs> Yeah, it sucks. Even with snowshoes on, sometimes it's like I feel like these should be holding me up higher. Shit.
1: Josh, is that Florida hunt? Is that a, uh, is that a late season rut hunt down there in Florida or would they already? Oh, they might
2: have them? a little secondary rut rolling in. Uh, that'll be literally the last like five days of the season, which I think is like uh 15th ish or so around January, somewhere in there. Uh, but I go down there every year and at least uh, hunt ducks and stuff like that. But we're definitely doing deer this year, my buddy's got it pre-figured out. I was like, "Dude, I'd love to at least come shoot some does. If you got a mature buck, I'll shoot that." Uh, and he's got some mature bucks, so at least I'm hopefully gonna pop some does, if nothing else, and uh, shoot some hogs because that's a kind of an overlooked species from the standpoint of spot and stalk with a bow. It's fun shooting with anything, but with a bow, spot and stalk hog it's fun. It's fun.
1: You done? You done a lot of that?
2: I have, man. Those uh, those hogs, you can get away with a lot more movement. Uh, early morning, late at night, their eyesight's real bad. You can get away with a lot of movement, uh, if you got the wind right. And so my point is you can stalk up on those things, man. Uh if you do it right.
0: Hell yeah. That's awesome, dude. Well, we wish you good luck the rest of the season, man. Stoked Thank to you, uh, buddy. stoked to hear all about it, man. Maybe we should uh reconnect in January once things wind down and we can swap some more stories.
2: Hey, let's do it. I ought to have uh I ought to have plenty for you, man. So I'd be down with that for sure.
0: Hell yeah. And where can, uh, where can folks go see these, uh, videos that you're putting out, man?
2: Yeah. So on IG it's a uh, high country jaywalk. I think it's high country underscore jaywalk J W A L K. And, uh, that's the same for my YouTube page. Pretty sure it's, yeah, it's high country jaywalk, uh, or retired to hunt. I think it's high country jaywalk, but you know, I've got the, the podcast retired to hunt. Uh, it's going well. And, about to get back on schedule with that because season's somewhat winding down for me a little bit and I can get back and, and edit some shit up and put some stuff out and, and do some more episodes. Uh, but man, I just, it's it's tough for me to get over that hump of like caring more about the show than hunting. You know what I'm saying? And if I'm serious about doing this shit, it's like, I got to do it. But man, it's so hard. Cause I mean, I'm nonstop. Uh, but you know like i said if it's you know if this is what i want to do i got to kind of find a happy medium but uh, i've just been hunting my ass off man hunting my ass off
1: living the dream dude
2: trying to buddy
0: yeah man life is good for sure what a blessing mm-hmm. hell yeah you got anything perry
1: no nah, man it was a pleasure josh good catching up with you man hearing all the stories like I say this, this yeah. is this is the stuff that it's that it's all about um and you've been you've been getting after it. So looking forward to catching up with you again and, and hearing how the rest of these hunts go and and seeing what you put out there in the future, man. Stay tuned, folks. I know it's gonna be good.
2: Hell yeah, man. Hey, it was good to see y'all, man, again. This was a hell of a time. We can do it whenever. Uh glad to be on here, man. I appreciate y'all boys having me on. I'm down to shoot the shit whenever.
0: Appreciate you, man. Listeners, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. Go drop uh Josh a follow on IG, High Country Jaywalk. And uh we'll talk to you guys next week.
2: Appreciate you guys.